Welcome back to another episode of Football Chants and Rants with the Plants. We are a dad and daughter weekly football podcast talking all things English football from across the week. With myself, Lauren. Me, Graham. And if you haven't listened to the podcast before, what we normally do across the next 20 to 25 minutes is basically round up what has happened across the top five English football divisions over the weekend. It's a pivotal part of the season. We've got teams automatically getting promoted now, um, automatically getting relegated. So it's for those people that maybe haven't got the time to go reading through all the newspaper articles and scrolling through the internet. Within the 20 minutes, you can pretty much get a quick lowdown of what is going on across, yeah, like I said, those top five English football leagues. And in amongst that, we have a rant each, as the title suggests. It's where we just let out something that potentially is being frustrating us from football across the week. But then we have a rave, we flip it on its head and we have something positive from football. And then, of course, one of my favourite features is we have Barnet of the Week. And supposedly, Dad is claiming that he has managed to find potentially Barnet of the whole season this week. So we shall wait and see on that one. But quickly, Dad, obviously, um, you weren't here last week and I thought we've got to quickly, briefly discuss... What has happened for football across the last two weeks? And I'll be coming on to talk about what happened at Old Trafford yesterday with the fans protesting against the Glazers. But where do you stand about what's happened over the last couple of weeks, Dad? Uh, I think, well, I think it's good that the fans have got a voice and don't want any uh, shenanigans, of course. But um, United fans have been fed up for years in terms of ownership and how the club's been run. So um, I think they've... You know, they've said what they want to say and hopefully that'll be the end of it. But it uh, be interesting to see what the owners of all the six clubs do, whether they get the sort of feelings of the fans and start to do something different or whether they just don't really care. But um, yeah. yeah, and we started off as a real mess just announced and then gone within two days and yeah, yeah ri- ridiculous really. So I'll start off by rounding up the Premier League and my match, which was the one to watch from last week in the episode, I obviously picked out as Manchester United versus Liverpool, which if you haven't heard, of course, was postponed due to Manchester United fans protesting about the ownership with the Glazers. And I'll be chatting a little bit more in detail about that a bit later. But obviously they decided that it wasn't safe enough for the players and the officials to go out on the pitch when the match will be repostponed. I too, I do not know. It's an absolute jam-packed schedule. Obviously, United looking likely to get into the final of the Europa League should all go to according to plan against Roma. For me as a middle person, obviously disappointing that the match didn't go ahead over the weekend. However, it will go ahead another time. And we just got to see the bigger picture in this situation. It was what the fans wanted and they had to do what was best for the players and officials in that moment. But the matches that have obviously influenced the table and influenced standings, the Crystal Palace versus Man City match, quite a comfortable win in the end for City, 2-0. Aguero getting a goal, which seems fitting, seeing as it's nearly his end of uh, his his time there at Manchester City. And Torres, completely the opposite, actually, someone who's just starting at City and seems to be getting more and more pitch time, also scoring the goal. So... Man City, they could have been pronounced champions yesterday had Man United have lost to Liverpool. 
However, obviously, that's been postponed. So we're going to have to wait until next Saturday for their match against Chelsea. If they win or draw it, then then they get announced as champions. So it's obviously inevitable, really, that Manchester City are going to be winning. And I think Pep Guardiola said that the champagne was in the fridge and just getting ready to celebrate. It's all, it's nice, though, that they can, if they, it's in their own hands now, they can celebrate potentially on the pitch. And then Brighton versus Leeds. Brighton, two goals. Good to see Danny Welbeck actually on the score sheet. He seems to be picking up a couple of goals here and there towards the end of the season. And um, you'd think that would be Brighton safe now. They move up to 14th from 37 points. And now currently 10 points ahead of Fulham. So yeah, it's, it's a nice end towards the end of the season. Hopefully Brighton can keep picking up some more points. But you'd think now that they're going to be safe. And just a funny result really for Leeds. They're missing a couple of key players due to injury but they're still you know 11th which is a fantastic achievement and then also I wanted to mention Chelsea versus Fulham Kai Havertz getting two goals for Chelsea and everyone's saying now that he's finally looking like he's worth the well coming up to how much 70 million I think they paid for him in the end so Chelsea looking at that top four spot they're now 61 points five points clear of Spurs and they just seem to be having a lot of momentum I'll be talking about them in the Champions League a little bit later but they seem to just be securing that fourth spot. And um, obviously with people like Spurs below them, obviously those back-to-back wins for Spurs as well against Sheffield United and Bale getting a hat-trick was really impressive. But I suppose at the same time, Sheffield United didn't necessarily put up much of a fight. So it's looking like it's starting to become a little bit more set in the Premier League. Can you see any of those top four or bottom three changing over the next four or five matches, Dan? Uh, No, I don't think so. It's looking like it's um, set, really. So, yeah, that's my roundup from the Premier League. Championship before yesterday, obviously, the uh, top of the table was all sorted. Norwich champions, Watford... Promoted, so the two teams going straight back up and the four playoff teams already sorted as well. So Brentford, Bournemouth, Swansea and Barnsley. So all about the bottom of the league, really. Derby tracked their uh, poor form recently. They were at Swansea. Uh, 1-0 up in the 48th minute from Lawrence. Rooney would have been thinking it's going to be a good uh, good victory, hopefully. But they ended up with a sixth straight defeat due to uh, Morgan Whitaker. It was ex-Derby getting an equaliser for Swansea and then Connor Roberts getting a winner to make it 2-1 for Swansea. So an awful run for uh, Wayne Rooney and his team. Interesting, he had his team squad there in the area since Tuesday. I can't imagine that would be good, would it? Having them there from Tuesday to Saturday if they're getting a bit nervous. You want to be with your family or doing something other than sitting in a hotel in, yeah, uh, yeah. in Wales. So that's a bit strange. Uh, Swansea's first win in four. Like the other three teams in the playoffs, they're just really hanging on and... Um, Jocelyn for positions, just see who they get to play in the playoffs. Uh, Rotherham, do one of the other teams down the bottom. So Rotherham, home to Blackburn. So a 10th game in 29 days. And they'd lost the last four. So we're in desperate need of a result. Adam Armstrong got uh, the opener 18th minute. He's 26 of the season. It's a strong rumours he's off the end of the summer, of course. Uh, maybe West Ham seem to be favourites to pick him up. I think he might do all right there, actually. Rovers dominated possession, 57%. Couldn't quite finish Rotherham off and Lewis Wing scored a free kick. Uh, looking on the telly, they're at the wall was in the wrong place, which is a bit weird. Uh, 86 minutes, so salvaged a draw for Rotherham, which kept them in the fight to stay up. So the bottom there, the bottom three teams are now all on 40 points. Wickham more or less done because they've got a far worse goal difference, minus 33. 
Sheffield Wednesday and Rotherham 40 points. Uh, Rotherham have got a better goal difference and they've got a game in hand than everybody else. And then Derby uh, three points ahead of that on th- 43 uh, with minus 22 goal difference. So uh, any of those three really? Perm two from three, Derby Rochdale, that's Derby Rochdale, Derby Rotherham and Swansea. I said and the only other one really to note was Birmingham, not much in, uh, didn't make any difference to anybody, but Birmingham nil, Cardiff four, Harry Wilson, Loney from Liverpool got a hat-trick for uh, Cardiff. So it's that time in the podcast where we have a rant. And mine this week, naturally, is uh, to do with the happenings of yesterday at Old Trafford. And do you know what? I think it has been amazing over the last couple of weeks. I spoke about the Super League last week on the podcast that fans have been able to have a voice. You were saying this earlier, Dad, and use it as a positive tool for making change within football. You know, football has always been about the fans first, then the football. And there's a lot of, you know, banners now saying that it's owners at the end of all that. And... It's brilliant that the fans have got a voice. However, I think yesterday at Old Trafford just slightly got out of hand. You know, it probably wasn't the peaceful protest that everyone had in mind. You see things on the news. Policemen got hurt. It just wasn't, I don't think, done in potentially the safest way or the most peaceful of protests. So yes, use your voice. Use what you've got. This is amazing that fans are getting behind their teams and we'll be able to push aside huge football governing bodies to get rid of the Super League, but make sure it's done in a peaceful way. Now I'm now just thinking towards the future, Dad, because, you know, is this going to keep happening? Manchester United have got another four, five more matches left. Not all those are obviously at Old Trafford. Was it just a case of the security wasn't prepared for what happened yesterday? Uh, probably. I think they've, I mean, they've got to find a way of getting the rest of the matches played. So um, they might have to play at a neutral venue oh or something God. ridiculous. But yeah, yeah. they've got to... Uh, well, they're better away from home than they are at home. They'd probably rather play everybody away. So True. So, yeah, that's my rant. Just not quite as peaceful as probably intended it to be. Uh, mine's about Liverpool. Really. And just, um, a bit, I'm a bit confused over the squad. And if you look at the assist charts for the Premiership, they've nobody in the top seven. Wow, um, okay. So the eight assists is the sort of lowest of the top assists that are listed. Yeah. Uh, but then when you drop down to the Championship, two of their lone players, Harry Wilson and Harvey Elliott, are both in the second place with 11 assists. That's interesting. It's just, you know, two young players. I don't know why they're sat in the championship. I mean, it's a good quality football, so it's not like they're playing in, uh, you know, League One or Two. They're in a good quality football, delivering some great performances. So it seems a bit strange why they won't give them a chance, but hopefully they'll keep them. I think both of them would expect to be kept in the squad next year, stay Mm -hmm. at Anfield and have the chance to influence Liverpool rather than uh, be on loan. Well, when I think of Liverpool and assists, obviously last season you think of Robertson and Trent Alexander-Arnold um, and maybe Henderson from the middle of the park. Obviously Henderson's been injured, but what do you think's happened to Robertson and Alexander-Arnold? They don't seem to have been, like you said, that is quite interesting about the lack of assists. Is it just a whole team effect or I'm obviously picking out those two players? I think the whole team seems to have had a bit of a funny year, but... Um... yeah. I think teams have worked them out, like every other team that does really well, teams work them out a bit, don't they? League One, well obviously, like I said last week, Hull City 
automatically promoted, but it was announced that they won the League One title after beating Wigan 3-1. So they go straight back up to the championship, obviously after being relegated last year. So they've bounced straight back up. So great to Hull City. And then the the dramatic match, Peterborough, they sealed the automatic promotion second spot after the last minute equalising goal. It was a 96 minute penalty, it looked a bit soft to be fair, from Johnson Clark Harris versus Lincoln, taking them eight seasons to return back to the championship. So it's a great result for Peterborough and um, yeah, exciting to see them back in the championship so Rochdale and Northampton, they've joined Bristol Rovers and Swindon in the relegation after both teams lost. So relegation, those four teams are all going down. And like I said, Hull and Peterborough going up. And just going back to those te- two teams, Rochdale and Northampton, Northampton relegated after just one season, um, which is disappointing. And Rochdale relegated after seven years in League One. So that is very disappointing for them as well. But it does mean that the likes of Wigan and Wimbledon are safe, just about even though Wigan lost, they're still safe. So, yeah, it did, you know, it felt like with some of those teams losing, there was an opportunity for teams not necessarily to have gone down. But it is what it is. Just quickly look at Hull and Peterborough. See, two automatically gone up. Hull star players. Malik Wilkes has got 21 goals. Interestingly, um, Magnus and Lewis Potter both also getting double-figure goals. I think when you have three players in your team getting over 12 goals a season, um, it's really impressive. 13 assists for Honeyman, 10 assists for Elder. So, yeah, players to keep an eye out for the championship. And Peterborough, Johnson Clark Harris, he was actually awarded League One Player of the Year earlier last week. 31 goals in 45 matches, which is brilliant. And again, they also had two players getting double figures for their goals. It wasn't just all coming from him and Joe Ward getting 12 assists. So just some of the star players, really. So it's all about the playoffs in League One now. Sunderland secured League One playoff place with their 3-1 win at Plymouth. So Sunderland in the playoffs. Lincoln also in the playoffs after dramatic 3-3 versus Peterborough. Blackpool just need a point to secure a playoff spot. So they've got two more matches. They've got midweek versus Doncaster and Sunday Sunday versus Bristol Rovers. So you presume they're also going to get in there. And the final spot, well, it's really just between Portsmouth, Oxford and Charlton. Charlton, they've got two games to play and they're four points off Portsmouth. So they've got to win at least one of them and get another result from the other one. And that's versus Lincoln and Hull. And Oxford are just a point behind Portsmouth. Um, obviously, last season, interestingly, obviously there was no playoffs, but Oxford finished fourth and Portsmouth finished fifth. So those two teams obviously straight back up around those playoff places that they would have been last year. Um, and Charlton are hoping to get straight back to the championship, but obviously they're just hoping full stop to even get in those playoff places. So, yeah, that's really the only things left to play for, really, in the League One, those Portsmouth, Oxford and Charlton teams. Uh, League Two saw relegation was sorted pretty quick. A draw for Scunthorpe at Bradford City meant that Southend went down with Grimsby. Grimsby won again, actually, but keep winning. But uh, such a poor start to the season ended up going down. Uh, so Grimsby and Southend going out of the league. Southend for the first time in 101 years. So that's uh, that's quite significant for them, that's for sure. And then at the uh, top, still quite exciting at the top. So Cheltenham are automatically up. Bolton could have gone up. Playing at home to Exeter, Exeter looking to sneak into the playoffs. Uh, so a real exciting game there. Gethin Jones, 15th minute, put Bolton one up, one up at half time. Exeter came out and really had a go in the second half. Randall Wilkes made it 1 1 in the 49th minute. The two teams piled the subs on. Exeter used all five, Bolton used four. 
and the 95th minute Pierce Sweeney made it 2-1 for Exeter so incredible uh, result for Exeter fantastic so the um, automatic promotion Cheltenham up and then it's Perm 2 from Morecambe Cambridge and Bolton so that's going to be an exciting final fixtures there on the playoffs you've got Exeter Salford Forest Green Tranmere and Newport uh, who can wow. all get into the playoffs Forest Green made their playoff place potentially secure with a 2-1 win at home to Tranmere 0-0 at half time 50th minute Josh Davidson scored to put Forest Green ahead the Abu Adams sent off 57th minute for a second yellow but still managed to make it 2-0 with an Aaron Collins penalty in the 80th minute Consolation goal for Kieran Morris from Tranmere to make it 2-1. Tranmere bossed it with uh, 10 men's of Forest Green, 61% possession, but Forest Green got that absolutely uh, valuable win. So, yeah, so really excited in the um, League 2. And in the National League, really all about the top. Barnet have gone down, so obviously Dover folded, Barnet gone down, still playing for that last place. Kingsland look like they're probably going to go down. Uh, but up the top, it's uh, really exciting. Sutton versus Aldershot. Torquay versus Eastley and Hartlepool Chesterfield, a late kickoff. Three top teams all won 3 1. Torquay, 22 points from the last eight games. Absolutely fantastic after a real sort of poor spell. So, Torquay, 73 points. Sutton, 72. Hartlepool, 70. Although Sutton have got a game in hand on the other two. So, very, very exciting. Stockport could still uh, sneak in. 68 points from 37 games, having a, having a good run. So, yeah, National League, very exciting. Okay, so we've had our rant from the podcast. Now we're going to have our rave. And I mentioned, obviously, the success of the English teams in both the Champions League and Europa League. And I'm just going to keep going on from that. The first legs all seem to go pretty well. Obviously, City versus PSG, 2-1 City on aggregate. So it's definitely not done. But Chelsea-Real Madrid, 1-1. So it just tees up for what's going to be really exciting matches. But my main rave is really the performance of Manchester United versus Roma. Obviously, they went in at half-time. It was 2-1 to Roma. And I think even, was it Paul Scholes or maybe Owen Hargreaves? Someone was, or might even be Robbie Savage, one of the ex-United uh, players was, you know, criticising Oli and saying, oh, we should change the team. Can't believe they're not making any half-time substitutions. And, uh, yeah, Oli proved them all wrong. It was 6-2 in the end. And they say football can always be a tale of two halves. And I think that match just proved it. It was thoroughly entertaining. Cavani was just showcasing what a proper centre-forward, traditional centre-forward looks like and what they do and his movement and Bruno Fernandes, Pogba, Greenwood, obviously coming on and coming on and getting a goal as well. It was just a really entertaining match and you would presume looking very likely that they're going to be through to the final. Just going to be interesting now as to who they're going to face. Obviously Arsenal just about getting that goal against Villarreal 2-1 to keep themselves in it. But well, based off that result, do you reckon Man United are now going to be the favourites to win the whole of the Europa League? Uh, yeah, definitely. So, um, yeah, I found it there entertaining. And that's definitely my rave for the week. What about you? Uh, mine's about an English striker. And uh, we've talked a lot this season about good performances. Ivan Tony uh, hit his yeah. uh, 30th championship goal yesterday. I mean, it's just brilliant. The last time that uh, somebody got 30 championship goals was Glenn Murray for, right? cri- for Crystal Palace, actually, not Brighton, right? eight years ago. So, you know, it's a fantastic achievement. I mean, he's done brilliantly well. English striker. 
who knows, could get into the uh, Premier League with Bright, uh, with Brentford yeah. if they manage to get through playoffs or equally somebody might uh, grab him and uh, stick him in the uh, Premier League squad. Brilliant performance. Here we go, Barna of the Week time. Dad, you have been giving this a lot of chat about yours, but I'm going to quickly say who my Barna of the Week is. So I've gone for Arsenal forward, even though I think actually theoretically now he's midfielder of fancy football, who is really exciting to see him back on the pitch after recovering from malaria. And it is Aubameyang. He got an assist and got a goal, but as Barnett was looking on point, he's kind of gone for a little bit of a Mohican. It's got a lot of bounce to it, very, very short at the sides, and uh, it's got a lot of height going on as well at top. You know, there's got a lot of very extrovert Barnets at Arsenal. You've got people like David Louise, El Nenny. So, uh, yeah, Aubameyang kind of rocking like a slight Mohican look um, is going to be my Barnet of the week. Don't think it's going to top yours, though. Oh, this is Barnett of the Year, I think, which really? is Deli Alley. I mean, what on he's been in and out of the team, mostly out of the team. So yeah. I think he's been contemplating what he should do when he gets back in for a start. And what he decided was, let's get dressed up like a parrot of the Caribbean. <laughs> uh, I mean, it was absolutely... It's bizarre. Fantastic. So well done, Deli <laughs> Alley. Barnett of the Year, definitely. Time now to pick our ones to watch for the upcoming week ahead. We normally have around about two matches, our ones to watch from the top five English football leagues. So the Premier League, I mentioned earlier on Saturday at 5.30, potentially a chance for City if they win or draw to be crowned Premier League champions against Chelsea. It was 3-1 to City in the Premier League in January. But interestingly, it was 1-0 to Chelsea in the FA Cup in April I think they'll want to, you know, win it at the Etihad over Chelsea. And I think in general for next season, this will be a really interesting match because both of the teams will probably line up quite similar in September to these besides now. So I think Chelsea are definitely ones to watch potentially for next year with the squad that they've got. So that's definitely one to watch. And then Monday night, 8pm, Fulham versus Burnley. Actually, as we're talking, Burnley have yet to play their match, which is tonight against West Ham. So if they do win that, then that really will open up the gap on Fulham. Yeah, obviously Burnley at the moment have got 36 points and Fulham on 27 points, not one and five. It's not looking particularly hopeful. It's going to take a bit of a miracle to keep Fulham or West Brom up at the moment. But if Burnley don't manage to get a result tonight, then that will be still quite an important match. So it's my Premier League ones to watch. Championship, you've got a midweek match, Rotherham's game in hand. Away at Luton, so a massive, massive game for them. If they win that, they actually go above Derby uh, on goal difference. So uh, that's how important that is. So massive match. And then at the weekend, again, Rotherham, depending how they've got on, away at Cardiff. And then there's a massive six-pointer, you'd call it, Derby versus Sheffield Wednesday. I mean, that's just huge. Oh, wow. So um, so yeah, exciting stuff down the bottom of the league. League One, obviously, it's all about the playoffs. Tuesday, there's a midweek match tomorrow, which is that game in hand that Charlton have got versus Lincoln. They've got to win or get some kind of point to put pressure on Portsmouth and Oxford. And then, obviously, that tees it all up for Sunday. The final matches, those teams for the playoffs, Charlton, Hull versus Hull, Oxford versus Burton and Portsmouth versus Accrington Stanley. Which ones do you think? Obviously, Portsmouth are in slight ahead of Oxford, but out of Charlton, Oxford and Portsmouth, who do you reckon will get in the playoffs? Well, I'd probably 
Portsmouth, I yeah. guess, maybe. Okay. I'm not quite sure. Yeah. And then League Two, some cracking matches in League Two to sort out these uh, playoff places and automatic promotions. So, talked about Bolton, uh, who will go up if they win. They're away at Crawley, who've not won in three. Exeter, home to Barrow. Only just played them a couple of weeks ago, actually. So, um, again, Barrow are safe now. So, you imagine Exeter have got a good chance there. And then Morecambe, who can sneak above Bolton. Morecambe at home to Bradford. Interestingly, all those three fixtures, the team who can't go up uh, won. So Crawley beat Bolton yeah. at Bolton, Barrow beat Exeter a couple of weeks ago, and Bradford beat Morecambe. So all those teams will be looking to reverse that, that's for sure. National League got a full fixture list today, Monday, and then Sutton play tomorrow at Notts County. Uh, and again at the weekend, so there's, I mean, it's just, you know, every week those critical matches, Torquay, Sutton and Hartlepool going head-to-head, although they're all, none of them playing each other. Then finally, just really uh, just spotted that the CFA Trophy final today, so the non-league right. equivalent of the, the sort of big non-league cup. What got me a bit confused is it's Concord Rangers versus Harrogate, and wow. uh, of course Harrogate are in the league, but it's actually delayed from two thousand from the previous season. Oh uh, right, okay. So Harrogate's first match was five hundred and six days ago in that Jeez. cup, and now they're playing the final wow. against Concord Rangers at. Uh, at Wembley today, so that's uh, quite interesting. But um, any fans? No. And um, oh, I don't think so. Right, well, that's it for this week of Football Chants and Rants with the Plants. So next Sunday, that's the final matches, right, for Championship and below. Is that correct? Uh, yes. Yes, and then obviously we'll still be covering the playoffs and things like that. If the last two weeks anything to go by, I'm sure there'll be some more drama across English football for us to have a chat about. Don't forget, if you want to catch up on any of our episodes, this is a weekly football podcast, so there's plenty to catch up on. Then you can search Football Chance and Rants with the Plants. Yes, I know it's a little bit of a mouthful, but you'll get there in the end. Into your streaming site, whether it's Spotify, iTunes Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts, and uh, hopefully you can subscribe and keep following us each week. But till then, we'll be back with another episode next Monday and we'll see you then.